Okay, this is Mark from uh, Metal Forever. We're here with uh, Heidi and Carla from the Butcher Babies. We're in Leesburg, Virginia. So um, thanks so much for uh, talking with me tonight. I really appreciate it. It's really honored to meet you guys. Uh, absolutely. So anyway, first thing I wanted to ask you all, kind of, I know you have a new CD on the streets. You've been on the road for a long time. But um, I also wanted to just talk a little bit about when you got started. So I know you kind of did the whole Wendy O. Williams thing, the plasmatics. You talked a lot about that. But what I was curious more about was when you decided to kind of go into metal, like how did you decide what kind of style of metal Metal you all wanted to play so that was the first question well you know it's interesting because uh, when Carla and I first decided to quit the cover band and create our own one thing we bonded on was our love for metal so that was an easy choice to you know go into the heavy music it was what we've always wanted to do but we love different styles of metal every single person in the band loves different styles of metal so we thought let's combine it all it's just a metal band, you know subgenres here. Um, I think we just kind of let the ball bounce wherever it wanted to go, and we created kind of a unique, different kind of sound. And um, you can't really classify it as something. Yeah, I always think it's cheesy when people start a band and they say, "I want to make this kind of thing." It's like you don't know until you get in a room with people and you and you start playing together what is going to come out. You really don't know. And that's part of the magic of being a musician and starting a band and, and you know, with your friends and, and doing it. You know, being in a band, it's, it, it's just that. It's a band. We are five people. And not, not one person dictates how things go. It's, it's, a, it's a group decision. It's a very collective decision. We all bring our influences into it. So it's really fun. Cool. So, okay, so then, so the same lineup since the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. Pretty much? Okay, more, the same lineup. And then, so then you go, EP's out, on the streets, well-received. I think that's when Mayhem kind of came around for you all. And then from there, you go right into, like, the Goliath writing session. So can you just talk about a little bit about that transition? What were you trying to do when you grew to Goliath? And talk about how it kind of just kind of started going from there. Well, actually, well, uh, we were on the Mayhem Festival when Goliath came out. So, you know, we played a lot of local shows in Los Angeles. We really built a strong, strong following in Los Angeles. And then we scored um, our first tour with OTEP, which was really cool for us. And um, then we, we got Marilyn Manson tour, which was even cooler. And uh, it was during that time that we really um, spent a lot of time, you know, writing um, Goliath. And so we were uh, on Mayhem for about a week when Goliath came out. And uh, the cool thing about that was that, you know, there was the crowds. They knew who we were. But as soon as Goliath dropped, the audiences were singing along to the songs we were playing. And I think that was the first time we really experienced, you know, that. Um, and it was it was just an amazing feeling. Yeah, you know, in the in the writing of Goliath, we had been writing our whole lives, and so we really had a lot to say, and we had a lot to put on that album, and um, you ha we also had a lot to prove at that time too. We had a lot to, you know, people were like, ah, two girls in a band, we had two girls in metal, you don't belong. So we kind of did have a lot to prove and go out there and prove, you know, we can sing, we can scream, the band can play. It is a, it is a a unit that works well together it's a machine and um and we definitely showed that with goliath cool okay this is not meant to be like a critical thing so don't take it that way or a negative but do you think the production was like a little different on goliath because that's when you went to a, a bigger label correct so production wise how would you compare the two between uh, the EP and Goliath? Oh, well, we did 
With the EP, we worked with Mudrock, who was you know, a big-time producer, and you know he worked with Avenged Sevenfold and Godsmack and you know a bunch of different bands, and um, we worked with him on that, so it was great. The production is, is going to be different with any producer you go to, um, regardless of label involved or not. You know, we didn't produce it ourselves. <laughs> um, we tried that once upon a time before we released the EP and it didn't really work out. So we saw the value in having a producer. A producer is like a sixth member of your band. When you bring a, produ a producer in, you trust them with your babies. And and you know Josh did a Josh Wilbur who did who produced Goliath did an, an incredible job. Um, you know he came in with some ideas and we, co we collaborated on some ideas and it was great. But you know we also grew a lot between the recording of the EP. You know as music. And then from, you know, even from Goliath to now, we, we have all grown. Um, so there's difference there, but, uh, you know, that's, that's what happens when you're a band for a certain number of years and you go on tour and you work your asses off. And one last question. We'll get to the new stuff because I know that's what we're here to talk about mostly. But uh, Uncensored comes out. You did a bunch of covers, I guess. Uh, you know, cool. It seemed like it came out, you know, relatively soon, you know, after Goliath. And was that just something meant to, like, carry everybody over and while you were still recording? Or just what was the idea on that one? Um, well, Uncovered for us was something that we had always kind of wanted to do. It was showcase some... You know, not really unpopular, but unknown now kind of songs that uh, influenced us as kids, influenced us to be the musicians we are today. And and you know, between Goliath and Take It Like a Man, it was over two years, and we've been on road on the road for pretty much that entire two-year span. So we didn't have a lot of time to write the next record. So we did want to put something else out, something in between the albums, and it's something we will do again because it's a lot of fun and it's very, um, it lets uh, our fan base see kind of into our backgrounds a little bit. Was that video shot at your place? It was. The video was <laughs> shot in my backyard. We also shot the cover for our new album, Take It Like a Man in My Backyard. So I have a very versatile backyard. It's been featured in many films and movies. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> Should be on The Walking Dead maybe too, right? <laughs> All right, so here we go. New stuff. Um, okay, so I've read and seen interviews where you talk about uh, the fans wanting something a little more brutal, something a little more like moshy, uh, intense. So Obviously you did that because some tracks are probably the heaviest stuff you've ever written But then there's the melodic stuff too, which me as old-school kind of metal dude like I like that stuff a little bit better Describe for me what the intent like what you're going for at this new CD Let's talk about the brutal stuff first because I then want to talk about the melodic stuff as well We started off as a very thrashy aggressive metal band um, You know that you can hear the very first song we ever wrote together on that album um, on the new album It's called uh, blonde girls will look the same that was the I swear the very first song we ever wrote we always intended to be a very aggressive band I think on Goliath we got a little bit more melodic because we just it, it called for it and uh, we had a lot to say that oh, that album was very emotional but with this album we wanted to go back to our roots and um, and um, you know do more aggressive songs again because also after touring for so long we realize that that's what the crowd also wants to hear we love performing it and then the crowd gets into it you know when we play the more aggressive stuff but then on the flip side, there's some of the the most melodic stuff that we've ever done in this album, which is really cool. It's fun because with the with the heavier stuff, it gives our live show a lot 
a lot more versatility. Uh, is that a word? <laughs> um, it's more diverse. Uh, we With Goliath, we had very few songs that we could play that would ignite the crowd. Um, it was We played a lot of stuff of our, of our old stuff off the EP because... You know, our live show is a big party, and it's when, especially you know, when it's festivals or you're on tour with someone else, and you have 45 minutes, you want to get in there, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And so, when in writing, take it like a man, we wanted to bring some of that element back, so it is again like the stage party that we normally have. Um, speaking of your fans, uh, who do you think like your fans are? Like, who do you see showing up at your shows? I've been to Mayhem. I've seen you in smaller clubs like Empire here in Virginia. I've seen you at Rock on the Range. So, who is it? Like, who do you, is there a general term, or is it kind of everybody, all ages? You know, I, we're very lucky. We don't have one person you could point out and say that's our fan base. We have young girls, young boys. I'm, you know, nine year olds, ten year olds, thirteen year olds with their parents, um, older women, older men, uh, blue collar people, corporate. It's like literally. Uh, probably the most vast audience that I've ever seen. Honestly. We do not have a target market. So when you sit back and you think about who are we trying to speak to? We're trying to speak to everyone. There's no target market. There's and our shows and over the years, it's proved that you'll see young girls in the front just screaming their hearts out. And then you'll see, you know, men in the front screaming their hearts out. And it's it's just or even even, you know, all the older women and older than us or our age. And and it's uh, it, it is really incredible to see that. I definitely didn't expect it, but we are so grateful for that. Cool. And just a couple more because I know it's a show night for you all. But, um, Carl, I'm going to say this because I knew you could do it. And I probably tweeted you at one time, not that you ever did this because of tweets you see. But, okay, you did a whole track, clean, no screaming. I know, Heidi, you're the screamer on your bio and things. Can you talk about that song, please, and what prompted you to do it? And do you think there's more to come? And, Heidi, I know you could do it, too. What song? Um... Come on, the ballad. Oh, you're talking about thrown away? Do you know know that we both do everything, right? We both scream and we both sing. Yeah. Both your vocals are on that track? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. No, we don't don't ever do a song with just one person's vocals, ever. There's a reason that we're a dual lead singer band, because we both do everything. And uh, most of our fan base can clearly tell a difference between our voices. Um, Even in, in Magnolia Boulevard, I sing the chorus and that, and we both do screaming and singing. Yeah, so. it's very uh, yeah. So in in um, in Thrown Away, I do the choruses and the bridges, and we harmonize some on it, and then and, she does the verses. Uh, I do the verses and everything. And so. for us, I think Thrown Away was kind of an accident. We didn't necessarily we didn't go out and set to put that on there. Um, you know, the boys had written this beautiful music and. We sat with it for a little bit and decided that we both had something to say, which was, in fact, the same thing we had written mm-hmm. separately for it, and then we put it together, and it was about the exact same thing. It's a beautiful song about the uh, the feelings of you know alienation that you feel um, on the road. You know, um, on Goliath, as Heidi said, we had our whole lives to write that album. It was full of feelings that we've had, you know, growing up and. Um, this album, we had um, some new experiences to write about, and like I said, one of those was being um, on the road and feeling lonely and feeling very detached and, um, you know, uh, away from your family and friends and everything you love and um, just being out here. And like I said, uh, the feelings of alienation that people may not realize that musicians feel. So it's a very special song for us. 
and we will be playing it tonight. <laughs> awesome. So maybe that's a good thing to do interviews like this in the sense that, like, I can usually tell your voices apart during the heavy stuff, but I kind of thought that was a solo performance by you, Carla, and Heidi, I didn't know you sang it, so it's an amazing song. You do some of the, 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 the uh, chorus parts in the cleansing as well? Both. I, I do the singing in it, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you it's both. It's so funny because, uh, you know, I don't, it's, it's funny how people try and distinguish between, um, but we we both sing, we both scream, and, and, you know, we do different styles of singing, different styles of screaming, so it works really well to harmonize with each other in those different styles. So yeah, it's really so maybe pay attention tonight when we're playing live. <laughs> All right, well, I didn't see it live yet. I'm sorry. you just been out this okay. new album kind of not okay. that long. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, it's <laughs> I feel terrible. I thought I did my homework, you know. No, no, it, you know, it, it's a common thing. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> okay, but do you think there's ever, like, a solo performance in the future? Like, okay, I hate to use the band Kiss, but whatever. You know, they do... Gene will sing and different is that gonna like ever happen or you think no way like it's just harmonizing you guys feed I off I think each other. we work really well together and and it's uh you know this is why we do it together yeah is to is to do these songs together and and um I think if we ever did a solo thing it wouldn't be Butcher Babies yeah. so do you ever see spin-off stuff happening potentially or CDs that are like you sing clean more or like do you think it's just you know always gonna I'm gonna just it is so hard to make a band work yeah. and to, um, I mean, there's so many bands and we're so lucky to be doing what we're doing. So, I mean, talking about spinoffs and doing this or doing that, it's just kind of silly. Like we, we, we are so, um, you know, lucky to be, to be out here and, uh, it's, you know, it, it, it does take a lot to make a band work and, um, you have to dedicate your full attention to it, full attention. You know, if some of us went out to do some sort of side project it would only deter from the main goal here at this stage in our career you know we haven't been a band for 20 years and we don't have time to to go out and do other projects like it literally takes every second of our day right now to keep this train going so that's yeah. what we're concentrating on right now it's been six years so we feel really lucky to you know ha- have our hard work show off and and we'll continue it as this until till they make a stop <laughs> All right, and then, well, this a whole different subject that we could say for maybe a different day, but the business side of things, because I actually heard this Eddie Trunk show, and he had a lot of the former musicians on and current musicians talking about how difficult it is. But just last question, you guys have been on the road for a long, long time, touring like crazy. I mean, can you keep the pace? That's Can you keep it, Can you keep the pace? Absolutely. I mean, we've, uh, we've sacrificed everything in our lives to be here. I mean, family, relationships, houses, everything. And um, it, it, if... We couldn't keep that pace, then... That would have shown already. I think that most bands fail within the first couple of years because they break under the pressure of touring. Um, I know We know many bands that have just, you know, fallen under the pressure. So we've been through the hardest parts already. It should only get better from here. It's definitely been a wild ride, and we have learned so much over the past six years as a band four years as touring and um, we've learned about each other and learned about the business side of everything and we have hand in it all we have a hand in everything Um, you know we started this is as a as a group and it will you know it'll maintain that way uh, you know I majored in marketing and advertising <laughs> so your know, business side is easy and and, um, and you know there is a lot to cater to and a lot of things that go on and that 
you know, people really don't see, but it is true. It is very taxing. And that's why we said it is a 24 hour job <laughs> and, and we love it. We wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. We wouldn't. <laughs> Awesome. So uh, anyway, I just want to say thank you. I'm huge fans of your alls. Uh, I've you know listened to your interviews, seen you live a bunch of times. So I'm rooting for you all. I'm huge, you know wishing you guys much success. Final parting words for the fans that hopefully will hear this interview as we do it on social media land. Just anything else you want people to know or reinforce. It's a well, last one. <laughs> well, Metal Forever has been with us forever. So <laughs> so, so thank you so much, and you know thank you to, for people who have. Uh, taking this wild ride with us for the past six years and we can't wait to see what the next six years have to offer yeah, thank, you, thank you guys so much and uh, we're out on the road for the next two months in the state so check our tour dates and uh, please come see us awesome thank you guys have a great show tonight appreciate it thank you. thank you awesome make sure I can turn it I think I got it hope I got it one of these days I'll upgrade the equipment but um... <laughs> these work just as well yeah you know the audio it's actually it's pretty yeah it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.